Tanakoto, Wanakam, hello and welcome to Photo Chat with Friends, the photography podcast. And I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Rajiv. I'm super excited to bring episode 5 to you. We are in conversation with Rahul Datta. In life we meet many people and very few leave a lasting and real impact on you. One such individual is Rahul Datta aka the starving artist. I have the privilege and honor of calling him a good friend of mine. He's a fantastic creative brain charting his own course across the high seas and the tall mountains that dot this world. He's a filmmaker with a unique style of telling stories and today I get to peek into his creative brain. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Uh morning Rahul, thanks for uh, being on the show. Well, thank you Rajiv, thank you for having me over. It's always great talking to you. Ever since I started this podcast, I've always wanted to invite you. Initially I wanted to <laughs> you know make films like you and i went and that was an epic fail <laughs> no i remember i remember the conversation we had uh, i think on instagram or somewhere where i was like rajiv you know what your your talent is you 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 your information collector of like which people creative people can use and you know uh, i remember i remember this about you very clearly that you would collect you you knew everything you knew everything about how to do it what to do it what the camera was and that was your strength and i was always like rajiv you know you should turn that turn that into like a create that into some kind of a video format or something like that so yeah you always i mean you always say that you're amateur or you're starting but i think your strength is converting all this information which creative people need into simplified form you know like iso aperture you know stuff like that correct yeah yeah exactly i i've always been a kind of a techno technology geek as a person mm, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> curious about uh, knowledge that's what I, i enjoy doing um telling people teaching people and putting tutorials together and this podcast is an extension of that No this is very exciting. Uh, I'm glad you're doing this. Uh, I mean, this is my first podcast and uh, so let's get into it. So let's start with uh, your back story. Like I know that uh, um you know you had a career as a seafaring professional like a, a proper sailor and how did that then switch over to the creative field? How did that switch happen? So I'll go through it very quickly. Uh, so when I was growing up, I was growing up in Chandigarh, and this place, uh, you know, I always had this. Uh, Chandigarh is a place where the people who flaunt their money a lot. So I always wanted to be rich. That was my main goal, and uh, I found out that hey, Merchant Navy pays a lot of money, and uh, I decided to go to the Merchant Navy. And surprisingly, it's a very odd profession to have. You know, it's you work on a ship in the sea. it's uh you either love it or you hate it you're meant for it or you're not meant for it and somehow i put all my baskets in the same egg i mean all the eggs in the same basket sorry <laughs> and i decided to go for it and i loved it you know and i never wanted to be a filmmaker i was never creative 
I never thought that, oh, films, I love films, or I would go watch Bollywood cinema, or I would follow, no, nothing like that. So, once I remember I started making money on the ship, uh, my friend had a camera, it was a Mark II DSLR, and it was very expensive, and she was wanting, trying to be a photographer. And she was like, oh, uh, if, if you want to buy a camera, this is the best camera to buy. And I had tons of money at that time, so I decided to buy it. And I clicked a few pictures, and they were amazing. And then what happened was, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer, just on the side. Because I had nothing to do. I would sail for six months, and the other six, uh, six months were free. So <coughs> I needed something to like uh, fuel myself, to keep me going, because I'm not the kind of person who sits idle. And then my friend had a birthday. I made a small, I figured out there's a video movie maker software on the laptop, and I put some pictures together, made a video, showed it to friends, and they loved it, and you know, it was just like all fun games. And then uh, I had this one idea once, okay? And I, when I see, when I think about it, that probably could be the turning point where I was like, all my friends around me are doing such cool things. Like one's a biker, one's a photographer, one's, one wants to be a fashion designer. And I was like, I can tell one minute videos about them. That's what I'm going to do, you know? And I had no clue of shutter, aperture, films, whatever, 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 copyright music, nothing. And I just started making films. That's what I did. I don't know what what came into my mind. I think it was because I had so much time on my hand. Time was a luxury and money was not a problem. So these two factors are amazing for creativity to flow. <laughs> if you are a creative person, you know. So I just started making those films and I would put those films outside and I... So I'm enjoying it because people would tell me that I'm good at it or these films are good. And that's it. And then I started making all those films and I never wanted to leave Merchant Navy because I was like, I'm never going to be a filmmaker. Like, this is not my profession. I don't know anyone who will pay me for it, etc., etc., etc. And that's then I just started off from there. And slowly, 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 very reluctantly, uh, I started getting work, people started noticing, and that was it. And that's how I gradually started off. Now, now to sum it up completely, uh, my mother has a theory. My mother says that you became like you became a filmmaker, etc. Because, sorry, because you were destined to be one. You know, it's written in your genealogy and etc. etc. I'm like, how? Why didn't you tell me when I was a kid about this? She like oh. Uh, we I never asked, and now we know, and you know it's it's destiny. Don't think you're a self-made man, and don't be like proud like that. She's like that kind of person. So you know, I think about it like this: there can be two definite answers. A, I was destined to be here, and destiny put me in a place where I worked hard and I got to this place, which is I mean, it's not even a place. This is for me. This is a starting point because now I figured out what I want to do with film. You know, after four years, the other is that. We all have these subconscious uh, intuitions and these messages that come from within. And I was just like foolishly fearless and I acted upon them, you know? So there could be two reasons and I don't know which one is the correct answer over here. Okay. So, but anyway, you're here, whichever reason it is, right? <laughs> yeah, that is true. We're here now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now that you're here, like, how did you stumble upon your, like, your, you have a pretty unique uh, way of telling the stories, whether it's, like, actually doing the shots or actually putting the shots together and, you know, using editing and other techniques, you know? 
uh, how did you uh, because i i know i know that you are totally self taught yeah uh, but so, yeah but yeah. how did you stumble upon that style so i think uh, a vimeo uh, i used to watch a lot of videos on vimeo and i saw like these videos uh, which were there and that had a very big influence on me i saw these videos on vimeo and i would get irritated watching those films because they were so good and i was like how do i make them like that you know and people were doing such amazing work and i was like i need to catch up i mean i can't be making these films because i know that this is out there so my work has to be better than that and that's it and then what happened was i started getting asked by other filmmakers to come and work for them you know and when i would go there they would have all these gimbals and all these technical camera details about lenses and i didn't know anything i had no clue about what an aperture or iso was literally i had no clue like i remember we would go to a shoot and they would give me an assistant who would handle my camera and lenses and they would have this meeting and they would like rahul uh, we'll put the temperature on 5000 kelvin and i would be like i would be like shitting in my pants and i'll be like oh, sh- oh what is 5000 kelvin and i was so shy i didn't want to ask them because then they'll know that i don't know anything so after that i would go to the technician boy okay and i'll be like do you know what is 5000 kelvin how to set it and he'll be like sir are you kidding me like are you trying to like pull my leg so i was like i need to know my equipment now you know and i literally came back home and i did like a crash course with my own self like picked up information from the internet and i learned everything it wasn't it didn't take too long you know so in about say like 3 weeks i knew everything about the camera about how to use gimbal what lens to use etc 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 so what happened was i started shooting with all that information in my head and the first thing that i remember ha- that happened was uh, that all my footage or everything that i was shooting started looking like what these guys were shooting what everyone else was shooting and that would irritate me you know i don't know why but that would irritate me my would think why am whatever i'm shooting looking like their films and then i figured out it's because i'm using their tools you know so the the the, the texture and the nature of my films is like that and i didn't like that you know and uh, quite honestly if you ask me i don't know how that came into my head and i was like you know i am just going to do my own thing i'm going to go handheld and this is what i understand and i need to go with my gut feeling i think i don't know what that how that came, dawned upon my head so i threw away all the gimbals i threw away all the lenses that i had bought i still i mean i didn't throw them away i just put them away <laughs> they were expensive so i've still kept them in my cupboard and i started like researching about odd lenses and uh all techniques that i can do like how can i make this tilt and shift and what is lens whacking and initially i would do a lot of it i would do a lot of this textured video stuff and i really enjoyed it but slowly slowly now i'm at a point and i would do a lot of transitions and i would make it like you know whatever but now i notice that now everyone is doing it and just because everyone is doing it my work should not look like everyone else's work and that was like the driving force in the beginning it was very selfish like i didn't want my work to look like someone else's work i wanted people to see my work and be like oh this is rahul's unique work even if they didn't know it was my name was there i wanted them to know that i made it so 
earlier that was the driving force now i'm at the i'm at the stage where i want to keep everything very simple very clean very to the point and i want the story the narrative to be the hero and not the transitions and the tricks and the techniques you know and uh, and filmmaking is all about communicating what you have in your mind like if there was ever a technology that sort of uh, was able to transfer everything in my head into other people's head as the way i thought it thought of it you know that technology would be just like the game changing technology and that technology has existed forever it's called good communication and now good communication happens through films which is two senses of your body which gets stimulated which is sound and sight and if you can take those two and put them together in a in a in a way that you can experience things the way you do like for example anything that you experience in life which is good which is like a warm embrace a good cup of coffee it's all way up close and personal so to communicate that onto a screen which might be on a phone and for the other person to exactly feel it or experience it you have to come up with different ways to doing it it just can't be like you can take any camera and so i do these you know i do these workshops where i teach people how to make films on the phone right so over there so it was something that i just started doing because uh because oh, i realized that there's nothing unique that i do when i'm shooting like there's nothing unique that i do i don't use a special gimbal i don't do anything like it's just all handheld but i know they look very different i know they look very and they feel very different because i do two things i <laughs> a i use your unique custom built a set of cam- camera and lenses uh, and lens you know and the second thing i do is when i'm editing it editing is like the heart of filmmaking that is where everything comes together when i'm editing i am in this state of complete uh selfishness i don't know how to articulate it other than that like where i do not want any thought of oh, what my client wants or what i should make it look like or what should what would i do to make it look different i get rid of all these three things and i try to make it look just the way it is i don't know how to how that makes sense but like there's no there's no preconceived notion of what i want to turn that into it's yeah it sounds a little artsy fartsy but i i start off and there's a way of putting it together also like most people why don't they make films why don't they end up making films is because they don't understand the time money and efficiency ratio like for example if i say rajiv hey let's do this podcast but let's sit in front of each other and let's do it in say new york okay let let's fly to new york tomorrow uh, and let's do it so you can take a decision very quickly because you know how much time money money and effort it will take to reach new york right you can say no or you can say yes but if i say rajiv let's do this podcast on the moon right your first answer would be no because we don't know how much time uh, effort and uh, eff- money it will take to reach to the moon but if i told what if i told you that oh we could do like a six month course at nasa and pay like $10,000 and 2024 this is going to happen if we had the information we could make the decision so people don't know how much time money and effort it takes to make films that's why they do not make films that's why all these bikers with the gopros on their head 
recording all that data they never make films we never see their films you know because uh, they don't know how much time money they just record everything so the thing is recording a film if it takes 1 minute you have to spend at least 10 minutes to make a film out of it that's the kind of time ratio like for example you can read a food recipe in like 2 minutes but to make it it'll take 45 minutes so if you don't know that time period of it'll take 45 minutes the first few minutes you get flustered and you leave you'll be like oh i read it so quickly and now look it's so taking so much time so i think i think that's the only thing uh, that is stopping people from telling the story and you know i have seen people make these amateur films and i kid you not 90% of those those films are just just like make it very clear to me that that people do not have original thinking it's they're devoid of original thinking because there's such a sensory overload in the world that we live in today that even if i give someone uh, even a child it's it's, it's 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 films are almost like a study of the human condition you know like i was teaching in the school as well and i would tell these kids like hey you know let's let's make let's make a film that you want to make and guess what everybody wants to make a bollywood kind of film everybody wants to make a fiction film all the girls want to make films about uh, you know women empowerment and it's basically what they're doing is they are like echo chambers they are echoing the the sounds which are being and the sounds and the information which is sent to to them through tv and through other medias so they do not have original ideas and it's kind of sad you know and 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 i tell everyone no one is creative creativity is like a muscle it's like you go to the gym and you can build this muscle creativity it's physically a thing in your brain which is like a tiny muscle and the more you exercise it the bigger it gets you know so if you yeah so if you're a kid or an adult doesn't matter who you are if you want to get creative if you want to be creative right now like this way second rajiv you and i were talking and we want to be creative what can we physically do that makes us creative so all the five senses that you have just do something new with it taste something new see something new hear something new experience something new and you will automatically be creative because humans are designed like that anytime you see something or feel something new you are being creative so the more new things that you do in life for example like when you when you when you're driving a car or something and you and you see this shadow in the distance and you don't know what if it's a dog or it's a shadow or it's a tree or what it is and you're trying to look really hard into it trying to figure that out that is you being creative because your brain is working to figure what this thing is you know and we don't really do that because we spend 99% of our day with familiar things books laptops food people there's nothing unique that's happening so we are sort of not using creativity whereas even in creative agencies you know no one has ever come to me and said rahul take 10 lakh rupees and be creative no they'll come to me and they'll be like rahul this is what nike did in new york uh, they, we, we have like 20000 rupees and we want you to do this in 3 days and make something out of it and make it look like that so you know they even creative agencies are actually creative agencies is a bit of a eyewash they are basically not creative agencies 
for <laughs> I mean that's the exact name I would give them. But yeah, it's 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 a fact. Like it's 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 a difficult uh, that uh, you know to be a creative person. It's difficult because I'm sort of suddenly realizing now that there's a lot of understanding that has come uh, in this in the past four years uh, with the terms of money and in terms of uh, how I can do work and still make money and still not be a starving artist, like literally. And those are the most important aspects I feel of uh, being a creative person is trying to figure out how will you make money and do what you want to do. Right. It's, that's a big, yeah, that's a big challenge isn't it, in terms of uh, being a creative person. Oh, yes. And, and there's no answer to it. There's no answer. There's no, like for creativity, I can give you an answer. If you want to make films and you want something specific and you want to change your point of perspective, I can give you specific answers. Like literally, I can tell you what you can do physically to get a different perspective on things. I can tell you how to go about and look at different things at things differently to make your unique perspective those those things i i sort of understand but how you will make a living out of this and be make it a practical thing that's so unique to an individual that i have no answer there's no specific there's no general thing that you can say something but like what i do is i whenever i approach a project i try to do a barter with whoever's whoever wants to hire me I tell them, hey, if you want me to make something which looks like this, exactly like this, then I want you to pay me more money. But if you want me to take this subject and create something new, uh, and you believe in my creativity, then I will take less money from you. So I do a barter. Because in the end of the day, if you're making things for money for other people, which look like other people's work that you're copying, then over a period of time, you will lose your voice, you will lose your identity. And you will just have you would have just you know bartered your time for money, like a like a laborer, you know. Then you're not a creative person because you leave a trail behind. As a creative person, as time passes by, your body of work is what stands the test of time. What defines who you are as an individual. Like for a businessman, yeah, like a, like for for a businessman who's doing business, his Excel sheet about how much profit and loss de- decides, you know, how well he's doing. For a creative person, it's your body of work. And if you've exchanged that body of work for money, then you will be stuck. You'll be isolated. You'll be in that. It's true. I mean, you know, so that understanding has also very come very late in life. So, yeah, I mean, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it's uh, it's an important point that you make where uh, it's it's important that as a as a creative person in a commercial world, um, you need to have your own unique uh, voice, um, whether it's photography or uh, filmmaking or uh, any kind of uh, art. I think it, your voice needs to be unique. Uh, it uh, that actually then it will come your the clients will come for that and then you can stick to say okay this is my voice uh, you know if you if you want a different voice don't come to me <laughs> go to somebody else 
Yeah. And, and, and you know, everyone says, how do I find my unique voice? Like, how do you find a unique voice? Like, what is that you can do to find your unique voice? It's very simple. Um, if you, if you uh, like, don't buy a... You, like, to find a unique voice, you don't need to buy any special equipment or an expensive equipment. Because if the most expensive cameras made the best films, the richest people would be the best filmmakers, you know? But uh, But that's not true. So to find a unique voice, you just need to invest in yourself. Because, like, I remember showing my mother this film, <laughs> and she, uh, which I made on the phone, and she's like, oh, this is so nice. And I was like, yeah, you know. And Mataji, you know, I tell people how to make films on the phone as well. And she was like, oh, Rahul, you should not tell people how to make films on the phone. And I was just like, but why? She was like, because you're not a bloody genius. You learned it on YouTube, and you've learned these few hacks. If you tell people how to make them, then who's going to hire you? And I was like, oh, yeah, she's right, you know? And I really thought about it. And that's when I came up with, I mean, that's when I, I realized that I have a unique voice. And the reason why I have this unique voice is because because I went to this school. Uh, I had this girl broke my heart. Uh, this merchant Navy thing happened to me. And I did that over there after merchant Navy. So all those things give me a new unique voice, a new perspective. It's not... the it's not filmmaking that gives me a new perspective. My life gives me a new perspective. And that is what makes me, like if someone else lived the, the most, the life that I lived identical, even still, then he would still have a unique perspective, you know? So we all have a unique perspective and we just need to sort of tap into it uh, and tell our honest stories because I kid you not. I even, like if today you told me that Rahul, let's make a film about podcasts and no or shoes or whatever the first five to ten ideas that will come to my mind will be all that white white noise around me you know i would think of a mic i would think of of talking there'll be nothing new that'll come to my mind then i'll try and think of something new i get i get into the habit and that's where i think uh that like that's the exercise that's the warm-up that you do before you run that race and make that film or tell that story you know it's no point buying expensive gear if you're going to make, um, you know, crap photographs. I don't mean that expensive gear is not good. What I mean is that that will not make you good as an artist. So a smart a piece of technology does not make you smarter. How you use it, the tools that you have and how you use them define how well you experience your life and how well you live your life as well. And like the smartest piece of technology is the smartphone. Let's talk about that. So how did that uh, your switch from DSLR to the mobile phone and you became sort of the champion of mobile filmmaking, how did that um, transition happen? Actually, you were there. I remember you coming to me in office and saying that there's a Monday morning meeting and we have to you have to represent something and uh, it's your turn. And I was like, oh shit, I have to do this. And I was like, what do I talk about? And you were like, oh, why don't you talk about the phone filmmaking we were doing? Because I remember we had to speak for like 20 minutes or something like that in the morning meeting. And then I went back home and I was like, oh, this is what I do. And I'll say about it. And I still remember it because it was so recent. Like it was like, what, three years, four years ago, you know? And 
and then uh, after that uh, i was like oh i could tell other people as well so you know how you always start with your friends so i would meet my friends and i would tell them hey if you do if you just wipe your legs your images will be better if you hold it in horizontal and they were like oh wow these are very key points you know then i started really really working i mean everything's like a gradual process and and then i used to be working for mumbai indies at that time and my work schedule was like this that i would travel with the team i'll shoot them while they're working or while they're practicing and i'll go back to the hotel i would edit and i would send that information to uh, the agency and they would put it all online so the process was pretty hectic for me cuz i wasn't able to generate like quick content on the go you know i had to i had to transfer it on a laptop and then the laptop needed internet connection and then it was sent so i fig- i got this one uh, app uh, vimeo had made it it was called cameo c a m e o and it was nothing it was a simple app you could just join two things together and uh, that's where i think again another burst of creativity or whatever you might want to say it happened where i was like oh oh how can i take this and do this and i want to do this how can i just tried like hacking the whole phone so you know because while editing there's two things there's only one thing you can do you can just put two clips together that's it on a on a phone editing software that's all you can do you can just put two clips together there's nothing else you can do you can't add, add another layer you can't add a filter you can't do nothing so joining two clips was the only thing you could do on the phone but how you join them and what you can do with the phone before you join those clips is basically what the whole workshop became about i mean not the workshop the whole activity became about and that in turn made me a better filmmaker i started thinking because a good filmmaker and and what kind of films are we making on the phone to begin with and why are we making films on the phone the kind of films you're making on the phone are not documentaries because if you're taking that kind of time and energy to make films you might as well use a dslr or a huge red epic camera you know because you're putting that kind of effort into it like <clears throat> to click a selfie you'll not pull out your dslr right you'll use your phone also on top of that is the best communication device ever to be created on, on the face of earth and it is sold as the best selfie camera why <laughs> because people ask me which is the best camera to you which is the best camera to buy and i tell them the best camera is the camera which is there when you want to shoot something you know and your phone is always on you and it has a camera on it so it is the best uh, camera to buy on top of that gopro is not a good action cam you know go none of these action cams are good action cams why because the name is action cam the action is happening and this camera captures it it takes you about 7 seconds to start your gopro to shoot something the action is over already you know whereas your phone you can just swipe up and start recording so your phone is phone your phone is a better action cam than the gopro and on top of that you don't have a gopro with you all the time but your phone is there with you all the time so if you look at it, and the technology is so great on the phone that these days that it's just like mind boggling the kind of content the kind of stories you can share and make on the go because like for example i tell everyone if you today if instagram added a filter where there you had to click a picture on the phone then you had to put it on your laptop and you had to upload it to your instagram profile instagram would die literally because instagram is all about click a picture upload it from the phone dopamine released on your in your brain with like 15 20 likes 
And that's it. That's what people like. People like instant gratification, you know? And so the filmmaking process had to be like that. Like if you're, if you're using a phone to make films, it, the process had to be like that where you shoot on your phone, you edit on your phone, you upload it from your phone. They, and there's no external device. There's no need to buy a lens or buy a gimbal. So I started working on these hacks and uh, yeah, and I figured out quite a few things, which was amazing. I mean, they're, they're like, now I have a, I don't know, like, I think it's all about time, you know, how much time you spend on it. And I spent a lot of time on it. And now I have this seven hour rule. If you, if you learn the things that I teach you, these 11 things, and you do it for seven hours, I can guarantee you, you will be a professional filmmaker. You will know how to make films. And it's that simple. Seven hours, which is one hour every day for a week or however you want to cut that time. Because it is the most, um, how do I say it? Um, amazing time of, the, of our lives to be right now alive and be in this world where communication is like on steroids literally yeah i mean like we're on a podcast right now and you know and i make films uh, you are there creating all this content and what's going on and this what, what is the need for all this you know but it is there. It is there because uh, we haven't, as humans, come this far just just by ourselves. You know, we've come this far by sharing information. Somebody shared how how to use that stick to kill that animal. Somebody used how to make fire, and they were able to like come together and share that information and grow from there. And today, someone made this software, and uh, you know, somebody made this laptop and these headphones, and we can put it all together and you know, talk about ideas and do new things. So sharing now is like on steroids and it's amazing. That's what gets me really excited as well, to be alive today and to be a filmmaker. I think uh, I am a lucky person. I'm an extremely lucky person that I get to do all this stuff, you know? Uh, And today is the, like this time of our lives is the time when you can be anybody you want to be, literally. And I'm not saying in terms of like your personality, I'm trying to in terms of work. The world is so open. And at the same time, it's very closed as well. Depends on how you perceive it. You know, when people say, oh, technology is making us introverts, like there's very few relationships people are having and people are glued into their phones, etc., etc. They don't know that throughout history, like from like the Stone Age, there was a there was one person who was be sitting in the cave and you know working over there while the others would be hunting or gathering depending on what their personality type was you know you you were an introvert or an extrovert or whatever that is your personality trait and, and a technology cannot turn you into something a, t- a technology is there as a tool for you to experience new things and i say like for example have you ever clicked a picture of a sunset and said to yourself oh god damn i missed that moment because i was clicking a picture no that never that never will happen and so when the one that friend of yours says that oh put the camera down and take in the moment you should just tell him to shut up because <laughs> because it's the stupidest thing that i don't know where it's come up from that 
if you click something or you record something, you this will never this will never happen. You know, as a matter of fact, you are a smart person documenting your life because literally we have been digging graves and trying to find out what our ancestors did because the recording and technology that they had to document their lives was so primitive. I mean, if they recorded their lives better, we would know about them better. You know. So if you're documenting your life today and you're just taking selfies and adding filters and making yourself look more pretty on Instagram, there's nothing wrong with that. You should do more of it. If you like it, do more of it. Because any which way, even before Instagram, before Facebook, before technology, we all have been giving a curated narrative to our lives. The winning people, the, the, uh, the, the one who won the war, they wrote a narrative which favored them, you know? That's adding a that's like equivalent to adding an Instagram filter today to make yourself look more pretty, you know. So we we humans have been doing it for centuries. So there's nothing wrong with that. You should own your personality, who you are, and if you want to be someone else, be someone else. But I would say that's not the best way forward because uh, it's difficult. I mean, the easiest thing is to be yourself. It's effortless, you know, and. Um, if you're trying to be someone else, it's difficult. But if you want to be that person, go for it, you know. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. We shouldn't look down upon people who are being something or doing something because that's what they want to do. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this is this is the amazing thing about being human, you know. That um... No, the question I wanted to ask you, like the your doodles... Okay. Like I, I like uh, when I uh, when we were working together. Mm-hmm. I knew that your sketch sketchbooks were filled with your doodles. Yeah. <laughs> and how how did that uh, become such a full on side project for you? Yeah. So now I have like a clothing brand, and uh, it's called Ar- Starving Artist Apparel. And uh, again, uh, like when I came to my, it goes back to my filmmaking. So when I started making films initially, everyone said, oh, you're good at this. Oh, you should be a filmmaker. And I was a very big pessimist. I was like, no, I don't want to be a filmmaker because I don't want to be a poor artist struggling to make money and make ends meet. And I was a bit of a pessimist. I did not go with what was already happening in my system. I was already becoming a filmmaker, you know. Uh, I'm not a filmmaker, like a storyteller, a creative person. But I never said to myself that, okay, Rahul, now, you're a creative person and you can move away from Merchant Navy. There was no, there was no strict demarcation where I accepted it to myself, you know? I was, I was always like, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, you know? Uh, let's just go with the flow right now. So I was a bit of a pessimist and that's why it took about four years uh, for me to like really figure it out. And now I'm at a stage where I feel like, oh, uh, I know I understand it a bit now. And this is like almost like a starting point for me to take things forward. With, with art, when I started making it, I started seeing the same pattern, you know, like people telling me, oh, you're really good at this. Oh, why don't you do this with that? Oh, why don't you do that with that? And and I started taking in all that s- signals which were coming from the world, you know, about this new creative thing that I was doing. So I went head on into it. You know, I started I spending more time into it. Like, for example, there'd be like days when I had no work and I would just sit in my home and I would draw. And I, and, and I had these moments where I was like, what am I doing? Shouldn't I be sending emails to my clients to ask for more work? Why am I sitting over here making this dog wearing a suit? You know? And I would have this existential crisis. And I was like, no, 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 no. Think about it. 
are you liking this? Are you wasting your time? Are you indulging? Are you creating a body of work? And I would ask myself and I would get those answers and I'm like, just go with it. If you feel like doing it right now, go with it. And I would like literally encourage myself. And what happens is I created a body of work and it just, I just had to put it out there and uh, people resonated with it. So this time, this year, like I'm not a designer. I've never made clothes. I started this year in, in, in March and I've sold skateboards. I've sold t-shirts. I've sold shirts. I have sold shorts. I've sold Zippo lighters. I don't, I don't even know how to make these things. I don't even know what the process of transferring it is, but hey, you know what? There's YouTube, there's information out there. You can figure it out. You can make a few calls. And it's a thing now. Like now I have a clothing brand. And next year, uh, 2020, I want to take it on a larger scale because now I understand how much time, money, and effort it takes. Do you know? And it doesn't take a lot of time, effort, money. And so, and also, uh, discipline is also very important with respect to passion. Because not every day you will feel uh, passionate about what you do, okay? But that's the those are the days when discipline will help you move forward, you know? So I think uh, that is also very important. So yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, about the clothing thing is, is and the art. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just like I just know I have figured it out for myself. And I know that other people don't know it because they haven't gone into that space and and seen something happen but from where you are and where you want to be the only thing missing is time and effort and it is it is and we and the thing is that time and effort we don't know how much time and effort it is if we knew we would make quicker decisions and and good decisions like how much time would it take for you to set up your own uh, clothing brand and how much money it will take, okay? I would say it would take you uh, six months and four lakh rupees. So now you have these two numbers, six months and four lakh rupees. Do you have six months? Do you have four lakh rupees? Okay, if you do and you, la- you want to make clothes, you will be successful. You will be, you can make it work. Go for it. Now, not many people know that and and just knowing that will allow you to make the decision. Okay, do I have time? Do I want to do it? And I mean, you know, I think that that's the future of uh, good information, the future of good information or the future of information, which is valuable. It's going to be curated uh, person to person um, suggestions or information. It won't be data like right now, Wikipedia, YouTube, that's that's still data. That's not distilled information. That's still a lot of data. Future of like mobile companies, future of softwares is going to be this curated information that you can give to the person which helps him fixes or learn the software better or learn something better, you know? Like specific things that people can do. Like tomorrow, if, you're, if you have a cold, right? You can take this medicine and it'll fix, it'll fix you. So something like that for for like a phone or, or films or photography or food, like uh, but curated to your individual need is going to be the future of like, I think, great, better communication or information. You know? <laughs> if you have, let's say, five tips for a beginner filmmaker or a photographer, 
what will you what or what will you tell your younger self uh wow actually you know what i think uh i've never thought of that yeah i mean okay five things one would be that um learn how to deal with people better you know do not be uh do not because creative people have this it's a it's their disability i would say of not being able to see beyond their creativity they need to start thinking bigger that is one very big thing you got to start thinking bigger which means you have to get into the other person's head and figure out where he's coming from because you are a creative person and no one else is in the world so that means you have to come down to their level and understand what the need is so you know uh don't be crea- don't be a creative genius don't be a creative genius second would be that invest quality time into your work don't sit in front of a laptop or a thing for hours and hours and hours uh, there's about 90 minutes to 1 hour or like 2 hours of creative juice you have so be wherever you work work undivided with undivided attention and third would be that whatever work you have try and make your uh, understanding of and reach of other creative works also as big as yours like if you're an artist learn about films and photography if you're, if you're a photographer learn about dance and cooking if you if you're a chef learn about scuba diving and science and space i mean whatever external things that other that interest you try to indulge more in that and don't be scared of it i think and i think the fourth would be uh, that don't uh, don't uh, don't get stressed <laughs> don't get stressed if that's possible you know uh, don't get stressed and don't get too relaxed uh, just be um, just get a perspective about life in general you know don't don't be in that pendulum of too much stress and uh, too much relaxed time you know you got to you got to find a balance of consistently digging through life in terms of work you know and yeah i guess i don't know what the fifth would be the fifth would be uh the fifth would be yeah don't doubt yourself i don't know if that's even a suggestion but that's a challenge isn't it i mean in terms of uh, whether whether you're good enough how do you, how do you how do you know that you're good enough you know i tell you it's not a switch where you get to know are you good enough or are you not good enough like today uh, no 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 you will know you're good enough when you know you're good enough you know like right now um <clears throat> i mean i can only speak for myself right now i know i am way ahead of the curve because the things that i did uh, and how i know that is because the things that i did like 4 5 years ago right those things are now i see the the new people doing it right the the new work which is coming out it looks like the work that i did 4 uh, years ago and and i'm already thinking ahead of the curve so i have those reference marks to tell me that oh i'm ahead of the curve but am i further ahead of that maybe i'm ahead of the curve in say chandigarh am, am i ahead of the curve in delhi am i ahead of the curve in india am i ahead of the curve in the world you know so those are levels so you just need to i think 
be very aware of what you're doing in terms of uh, like what was the message like i always make a film whenever i'm making a film in the back of mind i'm thinking of a person who does not want to watch my film if i'm making a motorcycle film i'm thinking of um i'm thinking of a scuba diver who doesn't like motorcycles when i'm making a film about food i'm thinking about a motorcyclist who does not like food he just likes coffee and riding bikes like what would interest him what would interest this other person and you know the thing is that we all are humans we all resonate with the common strands of dedication passion beauty <clears throat> you know something new we all are primitive and so connected and similar like that so those are my elements which are common throughout all the films you know i am not trying to make my film look like some other film or make it too cutting edge or whatever i feel that i want to make a film that resonates with everyone like i don't want to get too in love with my editing style i don't want to get too in love with my camera techniques i don't want to get too in love with like oh this is how a motorcycle film should look like no 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 if all motorcycle films look like this and they have heavy guitar and everything else i don't want to do it i want to probably put nusrat ali khan into it you know <laughs> yeah because uh, as, i mean initially the start of the thought of making something new is very stubborn and very uh, how do i say it uh, selfish that oh no i want to be different but then the second stage is why do you want to be different you know does this even work like why do you want to why, what is the reason for this being there and that's where you start your journey of coming up with something new and creating something unique so you have to i think i think this the beginning of it is always stubbornness to be unique for me for me i won't say that for everyone but for me and then it's the reasoning of why do i want to be stubborn and then going further ahead with it that does it work or does it not work and finding th- new things out and you know like that so Yeah, I don't know what the question was, but that's <laughs> what I wanted to say. Awesome, uh, Rahul. It is uh, yeah, it's such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Rajiv. Thank you for having me, and and yeah, thank you for having me, and best of luck for your podcast. I think it's an amazing thing that you're doing, uh, putting this these thoughts together. Like, because you made it happen is because why we're sharing these thoughts, and because of this, other people might get to hear it, and that's a, that's the beauty of. sharing you know someone has to do it and curate it so just stay at it you know so that is a wrap for this episode my friends hope you enjoyed it now i have one small request share love and subscribe to this podcast tell your friends about photo chat with friends till the next episode stay safe and keep clicking